So uh, you guys will know that I'm, I'm a big movie buff. I love my films, love all the different genre of films. And, uh, and it may surprise you, I'm a bit of a Frozen fan, actually. Wow, we so it, you've seen Frozen 1, you've seen Frozen 2. And if you've seen Frozen 2, you know that like, the signature song in Frozen 2, which is actually what was played out in our wedding celebration yeah, in the right? kitchen, is the song Into the Unknown. And the whole thing around that second film is all about stepping into the unknown. And uh, I was thinking about that song and that line this week because that's so much about what we're contending with at the moment mm. um literally in the last week we we were laughing or not laughing really when we saw uh we were looking at the front pages of all the newspapers and they literally all contradicted each other they were they were saying you know one paper was saying a government source said this another said a government source said that you know lockdown's going to be this long that long school, schools are opening then like we just don't know so yeah. many competing voices uh, and it's so it's hard, isn't it, to figure out how do we navigate the unknown when we just literally we have no idea how this is going to play out. And as I was thinking about that, it reminded me of the story that takes place 3000 years ago where God's people, the Israelites, are finally about to cross over into the promised land. They've been waiting for this moment, wandering for 40 years and now Joshua and Caleb are finally going to lead them into the promised land. But but even though it's the land of God's promise, it's still the unknown. They they know it's not going to be easy. They know there are giants in the land. They know there are big fortified cities like Jericho that they're going to have to take on, enemies who are going to want them dead. So they know there's good things ahead, but they also know that there are tough things ahead. There's going to be bloodshed, suffering, struggle, even in the place of God's promise. And so the fifth book in the Bible is a really important book. It's called Deuteronomy. And, and in that book, we, we basically get God saying through Moses, this is the things that you need to know. This is how you need to be. These are the choices you need to make as you step into the unknown and cross the Jordan into the promised land. And yet there'll still be challenges ahead. And probably the most famous verses in Deuteronomy, aside from the Ten Commandments, are found in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through to nine. This is called the Jewish Shema. It's the most famous Jewish prayer. Like all good Jews for thousands of years have recited these words that Amy is about to read first thing in the morning and the last thing at night. Jesus himself would have said these very words first thing in the morning and last thing at night. That, that literally we're about to read because this is so much what God wanted his people to know whenever they step into any day, month, year, any unknown. And, and what after Amy has read these words, I want to draw out super quickly four choices that we can make that come from this passage as we step into the unknown. So over to you, Amy. Right, yeah. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 to 9 says this. Hear, O Israel. The Lord can I just God. stop you just there for a second? You can. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do this a lot. <laughs> just so you know, like when it says hear, O Israel, that word hear in the Hebrew means, like, don't just listen, but listen for the purposes of actually doing something about this. There are choices to be made. That's my only interrupt, I promise. Wait, carry on. You carry on. <laughs> so, as you were. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your hearts, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. 
tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Thanks, Brill. Now, there's a 30-minute teaching I've done on this passage that will be released on YouTube and on our podcast channel uh, later on today and, and throughout this week. But I, for our time, I just want to draw together four things, um, four choices that we can make. Um, and, and I've simplified them, so grab a pen, write these down as we step into the unknown. And the first is this, love big, love big. Um, God is saying through Moses, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength like with your whole being he's saying in the midst of the unknown love God hold on to God that will get you through now you might be thinking like well why 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 will loving God get me through the unknown I remember when I went through some years ago that my worst personal storm and struggle um, and came through that and it went on for years and, and speaking to people afterwards and, and them saying to me, like, how, how did you not lose your faith? And, and how did you get through that? And, and the only thing I did, because I was blessed by friends and family who looked after me, but if there was one thing I did, and I did it every day, is I chose. I made a choice at the start of every day to say, God, I'm keeping you front and center. I'm, I'm, you know, life may be hard, but I'm choosing to believe that you're good. And sometimes, let me be honest, I made that choice with tears. Sometimes I made it with doubt. Sometimes I made it with fears. Sometimes I made it in anger. Sometimes I made it with clenched teeth or holding on to God. But what I found is, as I made the choice in the midst of my unknown and said, God, I choose you to keep you with my whole being front and center in my life. What I found was peace and comfort and life and hope. All the things that God has for us when we hold on to him. We love him big. We love him big. That's the first thing. Secondly, love big. Secondly, grow deep. God says these commands that I give you to, today to be upon your hearts. Like we are so blessed that we have uh, the revelation of what God wants to say to us about how we should live our lives in his word. Like how, how we should act even in the tough times. It's all there in the word of God. There are people all over the world who don't have it, yet we do have it. We've got no excuse not to know how God wants us to live and grow and to become more like Jesus in a time like this. We should be people of the book. And, and we want this book to grow deep into our lives, uh, on, into our hearts, so that we live out the reality of God's way of doing things. Yeah. Jesus did not say, uh, the truth will set you free. He said, you will know the truth mm. and the truth will set you free. So I want to continue to encourage you in this moment to, to keep building that spiritual practice of getting into God's word every day. The, the New Testament readings that we're reading every day, let the word of God grow in you. Don't just think I'm getting into the word. Allow God's word to get into you and change your heart, change your mind the way you think as a response to kind of loving God. We, we love big, we grow deep. And then thirdly, we walk slow. The next bit in the verse says, these commands I give you today up on your hearts, impress them on your children. Now there's a whole message about youth and children's ministry, which I'm not gonna get into there, which is so important. But this word impress is not like a, a branding an oxen with a one-off only deal. This word literally has this sense of keep on keeping on, passing this on, 
walking slow, walking with people, because faith is more caught than taught. This is a moment, particularly in the unknown, where we need to walk with people, when we need to journey with people, not in a rush, not in a hurry. Like all this technology stuff is great, but, but we need to take our time with people, listen to them, journey with them in their, their whole life and faith, whatever they're journeying with, knowing that if God's at the center and if we know the word of truth and the word of life, then we will have something to say and we will know what to do because God's given us wisdom. If we're going to step into the unknown, we love big, we grow deep, we walk slow, and then finally, we want to shine bright. And that's the final bit of the verse where he's saying, God's saying, look, let, let this word, let, let the children or those that you're passing it to, let them hear it from you. Let your words be words that speak life and joy and hope and comfort. Speak that out. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of stupidity. There's a lot of anger being spoken out. We need to be the ones who are shining bright through our words that we're bringing hope to people and we shine bright through our example, which is where, where God's saying, like, bind the word of God on your forehead. It's like when people look at you, they see something of God. They see something of Jesus. Your example shines bright and so that you point people to him. Like someone said to me this week, uh, you know, some of the stuff that we're trying to do, um, you know, around us, they say, oh, you guys are great. And, and I was able to say, well, the truth is, it's like God is He's our energy. He's our engine room. He's everything. Everything good you see in us is a result of God shining his light in us and through us. We want to shine brightly. I want to encourage you as, as we all continue to step onto the unknown, to love big, to make that daily choice. God, life is hard, but you are good. I love you with my whole being and I, and I want to keep you front and center. Two, that we grow deep, that we, we allow God's word and the spirit of God to speak life to ourselves, to show us what we should do each day as we commune with him in those sacred spaces. Thirdly, that we walk slow, that we're committed to invest in relationships with people, loving people, being there for people, taking our time as people go through their own unknown journey. And in that, that we shine bright, speaking words of life, bringing life, being a great example. We can only do those things when God's at the center. We, we can't do it in our own strength. It's only when God is at the center and the Holy Spirit's at work and the word of God is coming alive that we have the ability and the power and the endurance and, and the supernatural of God breaking through to see other people's lives change as well as our own. So Amy's just going to lead us uh, just in a moment of response uh, in that uh, as we bring our time to a close. Thanks. I just invite you to perhaps close your eyes wherever you are right now. Maybe that's a bit of a foreign thought to close your eyes and think that you're just hearing my voice. But let these words once again just be spoken over you. This is God's encouragement to you today. This is God's instruction. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them 
on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Let's just take a moment to pause on what we've just heard. So God, we hear your instruction today. We make a choice to hear your voice. We want to be a people that walk in the instruction of what you've just asked of us. We want to be people that love big, be fully focused on you. We want to be people that grow deep, committed to a lifelong relationship in you and for you. We want to be people that walk slow, committed to your pace and your plan for our lives. And Father, we want to be people that shine bright, that have a cause and effect in your world that is now and needed. God, we need your help to do this. Thank you that you are our example. Thank you, Jesus, that as you came and you walked the earth, you showed us how to do this. You yourself loved big. You grew deeply, you walked slowly, and you shone brightly for us. May we be like you, Jesus. And as we just take this moment in prayer today in response, perhaps you might want to think about what you can bring before God today. Maybe it's a confession. Maybe it's an apology. Maybe it's an ask. Maybe it's a desire. Talk to God now, knowing that you are heard, knowing that you are forgiven, and knowing that you are filled with grace and filled with strength and filled with hope. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I do want to encourage you just to look at that word another time as well. Mm. You know, I'm biased, obviously, because I'm your wife, but it's a brilliant word that you just brought to us today. And the extended part of this word is so key for the culture of our church as well. It's vitally important that we get a grasp and an understanding on this responsibility to be kingdom carriers. So the link will go down there as you're following us today. Make sure you make time to just absorb that message into your heart. And I just see that there's so much creativity across the year as well. Loads of people that are doing things like spoken words to artwork. You know, why not have these four things and find a creative way to mm. draw this or to write it you know make sure that it's somewhere across your households this week and why not text that into us as you go so we can see how this message yeah. lives on we'd love to see that mm.